Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. on stage, um, but because this is my first special, this is just some stuff I wanted to try for the first time, just for you guys right here. <clears throat> um, heroin? <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's it. Uh, <laughs> that's just a little test of your sense of humor up top. I don't actually want to do heroin, Okay. <laughs> I used to tell that joke in little small towns around Wisconsin when I lived up here, and they never found it as funny as you guys did at all. <laughs> told that joke in one town, and they were just like, yeah, that's like our main problem here, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, well, sounds like I'm going to be able to find some though, right? So, <laughs> I guess define problem, right? I, uh, I never really got into drugs. Uh, I will smoke weed from time to time if there's good pals around. Got any weed smokers in here? No? 
It has to be the right environment and the right group of people, though. Because I have OCD, so I'm a little bit weird about germs. One way that I like to make smoking weed with my friends more fun is I like to be like, hey guys, is it cool if I hit the bowl first? I actually have a disease. <laughs> and they're like, what? No, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's like the only disease where like, I'm cleaner than you, for sure. Like, that's the whole disease. <laughs> They're like, can you just fucking take it easy, Dawson's Creek? I mean, come on. <laughs> Anyone in here ever do acid? <laughs> we had a couple woos and one guy just raised his hand. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you something, it changed me. <laughs> I'm nearly non-responsive anymore. <laughs> acid's, a, acid's a good drug. I think psychedelics are better than like just get fucked up drugs because like psychedelics, they, they're supposed to kind of teach you something, right? Like a lot of people say that like acid's associated with getting a lot of really good ideas for things. But I don't think you automatically get the best ideas just because you're on acid. Like I was hanging out with a group of friends and I was there to like supervise the acid trip because there has to be one guy who's not tripping, just in case you really are seeing a bear, you know what I mean? Like there has to be, there has to be a guy who's like, yo, that's a real fucking bear, dude. Holy shit. That's not Yogi Bear looking for a damn picnic basket, I'll tell you that right now. And uh, one of my buddies, he thought he got a really good idea for an invention, and then halfway through saying it out loud, he realized that it's already existed forever. And he was really discouraged, and I was trying to, you know, encourage him so he doesn't have a bad trip. So, like, halfway through saying it, he was just like, dude, somebody should invent... Oh, fuck. <laughs> and again, I'm trying to be encouraging, so I was just like, what is it, buddy? Come on, what is it? Like, he's a dog trying to tell me there's a little boy stuck in the well somewhere. I'm like, he's got something to say. <laughs> he's like, someone should invent fucking... Towels, fuck, it's, uh, it was just towels, you know? I was just sweating and I was like, oh, what if there was, oh man. Turns out there was already a name for the thing. Uh, so that exists. Uh, my name is Jacob Snell. I, uh, are there any fans of the show Ozark in here? Yeah, so you guys know. <laughs> so there's a, there's a character on the show, Ozark, named Jacob Snell, randomly. <laughs> like, fuck me, right? <laughs> like, I'm trying to make it as, like, a public person. <laughs> and the only, like, modern representation of my name in popular media is just a piece of shit old heroin dealer. Like, <laughs> you Google my name and you just see pictures of that guy. <laughs> And then you see my heroin joke, like, last. <laughs> That's not fair. There's another guy named Jake Snell who lives in Washington, D.C. He's, like, 70 years old. He's a black dude, and he goes by the name DJ Soul Man. So, like, I'm number three on this list, honestly. <laughs> Is anyone here from D.C.? Really? Do you know the other Jake Snell? All right, good. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> 
I always ask, though, to know if, if you know him, because I just want to know who knows him. And also, I want to know where people from D.C. go on their eighth grade field trip. Like, what does that look like? <laughs> Do you have to fundraise for that one? I don't know. <laughs> That's a fun one. I grew up in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I think that was probably my family making the noise. Because uh, <laughs> if it was anyone else, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> Kenosha is like one of those places with all the crime and problems of a big city without any of the culture behind it, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was there for the 4th of July and they shoot fireworks over Lake Michigan and we went out on a little fishing boat to get a good look at the fireworks but we didn't have like a backup plan, like we didn't bring oars and shit so when our little 8 horsepower engine died on our fishing boat <laughs> we were kind of fucked, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie our only backup plan was to send up a flare. Um, guess who gives a shit about your flare on the 4th of July? <laughs> yeah, nobody gave a shit at all. <laughs> and we had the added bonus, and when we did float ashore, this old man came up to me and he was like, hey, cool fireworks out there, you fucking pussy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, we were stranded, thanks. <laughs> And then I'm pretty sure he walked into the lake after that, you know? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he walked out of the lake to tell me that and then walked back in to the lake <laughs> where he lives in the lake. <laughs> uh, yeah, people like to clown me, man. Even an old man will talk shit to me because I kind of look like the guy who just now didn't get a rose on The Bachelorette, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I've accepted that about myself a little bit. Like, I look like a safe space for hate speech. You know what I'm saying? I lived in Madison for 12 years. Not one time when I went to vote was anyone happy to see me at the polls. They're like, yo, we're a pretty liberal town. We're pretty sure you're fucking up our ratios here, all right? I grew up around black people. Um, don't pff me. <laughs> this crowd is brighter than the fucking lights shining on me, okay? Don't pff me. Uh, I grew up around black people, and some things I didn't hold, take hold to, but some things I did. Uh, a lot of people ask me what I use in my hair. I use this product called Murray's Pomade in my hair, which, yeah. <laughs> See, all the white people got silent, and one black dude was like, ah, ha, ha. I knew there was something about this guy. Ah. It is just, it is historically a black hygiene product, okay? It's definitely not made for guys who look like if Donald Trump finally got to have sex with his daughter. It's not. It's not made for me. But it works for me. Some black people give me shit for using it, but nobody's more upset than the lady that has to unlock it for me at Walgreens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she is not having a good day. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys understood that one. That's good. That's good. It's a progressive town. Cool thing about Murray's pomade is it's, it's actually petroleum-based, like Vaseline, so it's also very safe to jerk off with. Okay. <laughs> 
and it's hair gel, so when you're done, your dick stays hard all day. <laughs> That's a little 24-hour hold on that guy. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, growing up in the environment that I did, I learned about the power of a good roast joke at a very young age when this Puerto Rican woman at the grocery store told my mom that she looked like Big Bird. And my mom is a six-foot-tall blonde woman with long, curly hair. So this woman at the store fucking nailed it, guys, okay? Like, yo, it was so spot on. And my mom was very negatively affected by it. She gave the joke a lot of power by letting it ruin her life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she... <laughs> we still talk about it on bad days. <laughs> like, it's not... It's not okay. <laughs> and me and my brother were there. We were just trying to be supportive of my mom. We were just like, Mom, don't listen to her. You're beautiful, okay? But then as soon as me and my brother were home alone, we were in our room, we were just kind of looking at each other like... Until finally, I was like, yo, mom do look like Big Bird, bro. Hey, damn. Who knew that's all it took to throw her? <laughs> all that Sesame Street she had us watch and we never put that one together? Shame on us. <laughs> damn. Uh, you guys, I recently came out to my dad. Why did it take you a second there? Why did it take you a second, liberal Madison? Why did you not? Yeah, I came out to my dad. I sat him down and I was like, Dad, I don't know if I was born this way. I don't know how that works, but I am a Democrat. <laughs> so, <laughs> something you're gonna have to be okay with. <laughs> and he was pissed, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he was like, fuck, you're one of those? can't you just be gay? <laughs> I was like, honestly, Dad, I'm just proud of you for now knowing that those are two different things. That's very... <laughs> it's very progressive of you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> now, a lot of people have thought I was gay uh, growing up because I was a very expressive and like weirdly emotional little kid. Like, I would sing and dance with all the black girls in my neighborhood and shit. Everyone thought... Everyone was just like, yeah, that... I know a question you want to ask, and for sure he is. Uh, <laughs> or some people just kind of thought I was a bro because of everything you can just kind of see about me, right? Or some people kind of combine that into one question. and be like, yo, you gay, bro? <laughs> like, I feel... <laughs> I don't think I'm either of those things. Uh, but I do have an excellent gaydar. Like, I can tell when there's gay men around but that's just because they stare at me more than anyone ever has in my entire life. <laughs> and some of you pull back on that one, you're like, don't make fun of gay men. That's not a joke about gay men, okay? That's just a joke about how I'm pretty, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I didn't know there was gonna be a fan on stage, but perfect timing. Um, <laughs> that's fun. Uh, I was at a house show recently doing comedy because career's going great. Uh, 
<laughs> there were bands that would perform, and the comedians would go in between each band. And the band that I followed had a female lead singer. I really liked this band, so after their set, I went to say nice things to the lead singer. And right before I got to her, she had kissed her girlfriend. And I just walked up like, hey, that was awesome, by the way. <laughs> and they both looked at me disgusted, like, yeah, dude, we're lesbians. Chill out. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, no, like your music was awesome. Even though I know I look like the douchebag who would see two lesbians kissing and just be like, oh. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, yo, is everyone else seeing this or is this just in my head again? Fucking cool party, dude. <laughs> You guys vaccinated? Yeah. <laughs> Sore subject. Um, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> How about you guys? You guys vaccinated? Yeah. Which one did you get? Moderna. Moderna, Moderna. Woo! Oh, okay. Yeah, keep going for Moderna. What the fuck? <laughs> I think I have to cut that part out of the special, actually. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to endorse a fucking big pharmaceutical brand in my special. <laughs> but sorry, I wasn't actually asking about that. I was asking about... Uh, the HPV vaccine. Did we get it? <laughs> did we get it? Because did you guys know if you turn 27 and you don't have the HPV vaccine, they won't give it to you? Because they're like, well, about 95% of the sexually active population already has HPV. So if you're 27 and you don't have it, that means you're not fucking, and therefore, you're not worth saving either. Okay? <laughs> That's an official medical opinion, like that you can be told. That's not, it's not ideal. First thing I did when I got the vaccine was I went to a Kendrick Lamar concert. Yeah, don't pff me, okay? Every time I mention something about black culture, I get a pff from over here. Um, I noticed on the side of the stage that they had a sign language interpreter just fucking trying her best to match the energy of Kendrick's flow. Like she was just going ape shit. I couldn't tell if she was seizing or like crumping or like what the fuck. Until I figured it out and I was like, oh, that's cool that they have that here, right? It's like an equality measure, right? Like if you're deaf, you can still go watch a visual interpretation of the lyrics because you can't hear them. But I was like, actually, that's less equal, I think because everyone else gets to watch Kendrick Lamar and you're stuck watching a 40-year-old white woman named Jillian just trying her best. <laughs> just trying her best to not accidentally sign the N-word. She's just like... <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what it is in sign language, honestly. I'm trying to watch her, but she's not saying it, obviously. Every 30 seconds, she just kind of goes, nope. <laughs> she's like, this is the N-word and this is how we say it. It is no. <laughs> Uh, try to be a non-confrontational dude. One thing that happens a lot is that men try to leave the bathroom without washing their hands, and I feel like I have to say something. Um, yes. <laughs> but with this punchable of a face, you have to be very careful to not escalate this into a real conflict. It happened here not long ago. This guy tried to leave the bathroom without washing his hands, and I was just like, hey, buddy, you should wash your hands. Otherwise, you're gross. <laughs> he was like, yeah, what the fuck are you gonna do about it, pussy? I was like, oh shit, I was just gonna say it. 
just the one time and then just like continue with life. That was my whole plan. He's like, no, bro, you don't talk to me like that. We're about to throw hands now. I was like, um, nope, we're not. Yours are still dirty, bro. I'm like, why are we, why are we talking about throwing hands at all? Why don't you throw them hands in the sink, pal? And then I got my ass kicked and now my jaw clicks when I talk, so. Super fun. Happened at a wedding. This little kid found out that I was a comedian, so he wanted to tell me a joke, and I was like, yeah, this never goes poorly. Why don't you tell me a joke, little man? He's like, all right, if your Uncle Jack was stuck on the roof, would you help your Uncle Jack off? Shame on all of you, okay? <laughs> I did not find that shit funny at all. <laughs> I thought I was conversing with an innocent seven-year-old boy who was gonna tell me a joke he read on the back of a popsicle stick at one point. And now I'm at a wedding discussing a sex act with a seven-year-old, that's not okay. So I was like, well, I'm gonna ruin this kid's night in return because I'm an adult. Um, I was like, oh, would I help my Uncle Jack off? It's a great question, bud. I mean, once he got down from the roof, probably, right? Like, I don't know. I like to think I'm a pretty good boy, Connor. What would you do? <laughs> yeah, little kid was not expecting that shit at all. <laughs> he was like, why'd you come to this wedding alone? I was like, you know what? Fuck you, Connor. I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> and I flipped him off. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. But I didn't do it traditionally like this. Cause I was like, I kind of lost that interaction. How am I gonna win? So I flipped him off forehand like this. Just so that he goes through the next couple years of his life thinking this is how you give the finger. <laughs> like, like I lose right now, but a year from now, when he gets really mad at his friend, he's just like, you know what Tanner? <sighs> That's when I win. <laughs> Cause that kid looks like a fucking idiot loser, okay? God is ass. <laughs> I don't know if I want kids, man. I, uh, I'm in a relationship now. Um, we're in that stage where we're like, we're living together, talking about maybe one day having kids, but I'm still pulling out and coming elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like it's very, very relatable stage of a relationship, I feel like. <laughs> like, we're talking about having kids one day, but we're not trying yet. And it'd be weird if I told you that we were trying. I think it's so weird when people announce that they're trying to have kids. It's like, that's not an announcement-worthy thing. <laughs> All you're doing when you say you're trying to have kids is you're like, hey, I want to interrupt dinner really quick. <laughs> we actually have an announcement. <laughs> Do you want to tell him? I'm going to tell him. Um, so, Jeffrey's actually going to be busting loads inside of me for the next, I don't know, couple months. So, just want you guys to know that. Um, please be happy for us. Weird night for the Alfredo. Sorry about that choice, but just keep us in your thoughts, please. My girlfriend and I, she was the one who hosted this. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, yeah. yeah, we'd have a cute kid. We decided we can't name our future kid the name of anyone that we've had sex with in the past which allowed us to have a very fun conversation of name everyone you've ever had sex with in the past. I don't recommend you play this game at home. Uh, So we decided after a long three-day deliberation, we're gonna try for a little baby girl named Derek, everybody. That's gonna be, that's gonna be our kid. I don't think I'm financially stable enough to bring a child into the world. My card was declined the other day. It's weird when you get your card declined. Especially because when you perpetually have very little money, you know exactly how much money you have, like to a T. <laughs> like I got my card declined and the guy was like, yep, yeah, didn't go through, buddy. I was like, first of all, calm down, <laughs> okay? We are in public, dude. <laughs> Second of all, you're trying to pretend like I don't have $37.43 on that card because I definitely do 100%. <laughs> I decided how I'm going to become financially stable enough to uh, bring a child into the world so I'm going to sell my semen. But not like to a sperm bank, okay? Because they shortchange you, right? This is America. We've got to allow our free market principles to take over in this transaction is what I'm saying. There's a market for everything. What I'm saying is there's a very racist white family out there that's going to pay me extra to keep this kind of thing going on, okay? <laughs> And I think I know where to find them. I just have to have a booth at the farmer's market. Like, <laughs> straight up farm to table artisanship. Like, <laughs> they're gonna go to the farmer's market for sure. White people love the farmer's market. They're gonna be there. <laughs> Either that or I have to have like an Etsy account, which I think is weirder by a little bit. <laughs> it's a weird message to get from an old high school friend. Like, hey, I noticed you haven't started a family yet. I'm actually selling that young nut on Etsy.com, so. <laughs> Invest in your future today or whatever. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's going to come in an ice cube tray, but so did I, 37 times. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of times. (laughs) Some of you guys are doing math right now. Like, 37 comes per tray? Aren't there only, like, 10 cubes in a tray? (laughs) It's like, yeah, dude, that second nut of the day, not even worth collecting, really, honestly. (laughs) Every guy in here knows it's diminishing returns, okay? (laughs) I know you all know that. Every guy in this room has come three or more times in a day, and by the third time, you're just like, did I come? Where'd it go? Did I come? Did I come inside myself? I clenched for sure. I don't know. 
a little white flag came out. It said, bang, that was weird. What happened? Where's the comb? Turn into Seinfeld. Where's the comb? So until then, I'll be wearing condoms. You fucking heathens. You guys don't like condoms? No. Okay, first of all, I feel like you have a condom on your penis right now. <laughs> he was like, that was too suspicious. He was like, no, definitely not, dude. Definitely hate him. Definitely didn't put one on before I left the house. Definitely wasn't like, uh, I'm not hard yet, but I'll grow into it just like dad's old sweater. Definitely didn't have, <laughs> definitely didn't have that conversation before. <laughs> Condoms get a bad rap, but people complain about them for weird reasons. They're like, oh, it strangles your dick. You got a weak dick, buddy, all right? Just say that. That's what you really want to say. It's meant for dicks. <laughs> like, you're supposed to be able to get hard enough to still prevail and wear a condom. It's just what it is. And people are like, oh, it doesn't feel as good. It's like, yeah, I have depression. I'm used to things only feeling two-thirds as good as they could feel. Like, on a... That's like everything. <laughs> Two-thirds pussy, still a great day, okay? Still a fantastic day. Still your best day, pal, <laughs> all right? So don't you dare. <laughs> Are we pleasing our partners sexually? Can't say that I'm convinced. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that response. <laughs> you guys were like, boo, condoms. Are we pleasing your partners? Mm. Are we pleasing our partners? You know. A lot of people will tell you exactly what they like, right? Because a lot of people have had that done to them before. And I feel like a lot of men can't handle that knowledge. Like, they don't want to be coached into something. They want to be like, yo, I'm just going to do my shit. She's going to fucking love that shit, bro. <laughs> I got a specific brand of shit. <laughs> if you can't handle obvious instruction, like literally clear instruction, you can at least do that thing where like you're with a new partner and you're kind of like trying new shit and seeing what they respond to, just feeling off their body language, their response, what feels good, what's good. Because everyone will kind of coach you right into it. I was hooking up with a girl, we'll say recently, Okay. And every time I did something she liked, she would literally go, Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, oh, thank you, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was like, honestly, thank you. That's very clear feedback. Like, I know exactly, I know exactly what you like. And then I moved out of Wisconsin. I was like, this is getting fucking weird. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, but, you know, just uh, if I, a little PSA to the men. Just, just be cool with being told what to do. You're going to have a better life, right? I don't want to compare women to Ikea furniture, but they come with a set of instructions, okay? <laughs> and it's a classically toxic masculine thing to do to be like, fuck these instructions. I'm going to build this bookshelf right here, all right? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, there's a lot of screws missing. Um, I don't know if you... 
I don't know if you did it right. I don't know if this is gonna hold books, dude. <laughs> so, just listen. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Do you guys like sex better with the lights on or the lights off? Well, now we're divided. I like this. <laughs> wow, this feels like a lot of power up here, dividing the audience like that. I get why big government does this to us. <laughs> this is, <laughs> oh my God. I am uh, horny with power. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like there's plenty of valid reasons, though, why you might like sex better with the lights on or the lights off, either way, right? But if you're with a partner with the opposite preference, I think the best thing you can do is have sex to a strobe light. What up? Yo. <laughs> Think about it. Half the time the light is on, half the time the light is off. That's the perfect compromise. Everybody got what they wanted. It adds to the mystery and the entertainment value of the whole thing. Like, you don't even know what movements are really happening when you're in a strobe light. <laughs> you ever clap your hands in a strobe light and your hands are way out of here, but the sound is being made and you're like, what the fuck? Is this magic all of a sudden? Combine that with sex. You're like, you mean to tell me it feels like I'm in, but it looks like I'm out? Holy shit. Sign me up for that every time. That's super fun. I just want my partner to be extra entertained. And I want her to leave with a couple questions. You know? Like, why does he own a strobe light at all? That's so weird. I thought only, like, haunted houses could buy those. Like, why? And why was he clapping his hands the whole time? Like, that was such a weird part of it. He seemed to be having his own fun at some point in this. I tell that joke because I've come a long way in my sexual history. Like for the longest time, I thought doggy style meant kissing with tongue. Because that's how dogs give you kisses. <laughs> it sounds super lame, but the first time I made out with a girl, I got to tell all my friends we did it doggy style, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was king of the fucking hill for a couple weeks there. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's a lot of social currency for a 13-year-old. I was the seventh grader who had done it doggy style, apparently. I thought I was telling the truth. I had a similar misunderstanding with the phrase jerking off, but it didn't make me look cool. I thought it was awfully grammatically similar to the phrase showing off, so I thought it was just making an extra effort to prove to everybody around you how big of a jerk you were. Right? And my older brother, Kyle, used to pick on me all the time growing up. And one time I went home crying to my mom. And she was like, oh my God, what happened to you? And I was just like, Kyle's jerking off again. <laughs> she was like, yo, what do you mean by that exactly? I was like, at the park, he's been doing it every day this week. Whenever Randy comes around, he just wants to impress him, so he just starts jerking off. I gotta imagine that's a pretty weird thing to hear from a little six-year-old boy in tears who now has to listen to his mom explain what jerking off means. That's a pretty... That's a pretty weird thing. Uh, being a comedian can really ruin some sexual moments. Like, uh having an intimate moment we'll say recently <laughs> okay and I know we're in the foreplay stage I noticed uh, my partner had a 
had a Fitbit on her non-dominant hand. And I was just like, oh, you should definitely switch hands and get all the Fitbit points you deserve for sure, right? <laughs> but then we both started laughing and we did not have sex. <laughs> that was <laughs> intimate moment ruined <laughs> forever. <laughs> I was just interested in like the stats of it. I was like, oh my God, three miles, a new record. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I've got a PSA for you guys. Anyone in here have an average size penis? Now that's a response I believe, okay? <laughs> that sounds accurate because honestly, it should be most of you. That's what average means, you know? But no one likes to say I have an average penis. It doesn't sound like cool. It sounds like the lame way to say it. So if you need your average penis to sound cooler, there are terms mode, median, and mean. <laughs> You learn these in middle school math, okay? And the mean is the same as the average. So if you have an average penis, just tell people you got a mean dick, my friend, all right? But then you have to call your seventh grade math teacher and apologize for being like, when am I ever gonna use this in real life? Because uh, you did. We drinking tonight, folks? Yeah. I might black out tonight. It's my 30th birthday. Did I tell you that? Yeah. I've never heard such a strong response for, you can't act like you're not balding anymore, dude. <laughs> no, I appreciate that, guys. Um, I might black out. Uh, tomorrow, I just want to play one of my favorite games. I want to get drunk enough to where I have to piece together the drunken night before based on all the clues that are available to me in the morning. I like to call that game Booze Clues. <laughs> and you guys can actually play this right at home. It's super fun. Uh, the last time this happened, I had a couple clues. I had a, I had a receipt in my wallet from a place called Mary's Euros. Bought six euros don't remember being with anyone at all. <laughs> so as far as I know, those were all for me. <laughs> and I wasn't mad at myself for eating that much food or spending that much money. I was more intrigued by the name of the place. I was like, Mary's Euros. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is a super fucking dark ending to Mary Had a Little Lamb. Like, holy shit. <laughs> what is the penalty for following a little girl to school? <laughs> you're a lamb <laughs> and I had another clue and it was a, a draft of a drunk text to my very hot boss <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> and I thought I was gonna be sexually frustrated 40 hours a week working there until one day I walked in and she had clogged the toilet and I saw that and I smelled that <laughs> And I was like, I think we're good. This is fine. This is a good work environment for everyone. And I walked in and she, she asked for my help, which like, hey, if you clog the toilet at work, leave, okay? 
don't ask for help. It's out of every single person's pay grade and not in their job description at all to help you. So she was, I walk in the bathroom and she's like plunging the toilet, plugging her nose and gagging, just like. And I didn't know how to help her. I was like, I don't know, maybe switch hands and get all the Fitbit points you deserve. Like that's really it. That's all I can do for you, sweetheart. So wrapping up here, I just wanted to thank Comedy on State. Uh, I wanted to thank my family and my parents for being here. Even though I know I made fun of them a little bit, they were good sports about it. And they've actually been very supportive of my career as a comedian, which is insane because I was like, the first person to move away from college and I went to UW here and I graduated and I worked really hard and then I became a fucking stand-up comedian. So <laughs> the fact that they're supportive of that is very cool to me. Thank you. Um, but I mentioned, I mentioned almost everyone in my immediate family except my uh, little sister and uh, her and I have this like close bond and Every time we all hang out as a family, so my parents are not together, but every time we hang out as a close family, me and my sister just try to like parent trap my parents. <laughs> just like a thing that we do. And it's hilarious because my mom like is in love with my dad. Like <laughs> She won't admit it. But every time we mention it, she literally gets so like red cheeked and just blushes. She's like a fucking 12 year old girl who like has a crush. Like we're like, ooh, mom loves dad. <laughs> and she's like, stop, <laughs> stop. And so on my 30th birthday at the club that I, I worked very hard to be a part of at the comedy festival that I worked very hard to produce, on my 30th birthday, on my first comedy special, I invited my parents and I got them one hotel room. <laughs> Just one hotel room. <laughs> So that's pretty funny to me. <laughs> guys, thank you so much. I'm Jake Snell. That's been it. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Hey, thanks for watching my special. I hope you enjoyed. It was a really big deal for me to be able to do this in one take at Comedy on State during Madison Comedy Week. So I'm really grateful to everyone who came out and everyone who tuned in online. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, all of the YouTube things. Uh, here are my social accounts where you can follow along with me as I post new material and announce upcoming tour dates and all that good stuff. Here's my website as well where there's a contact form for booking and also a form to let me know which cities you want to see me come perform in. If you wish to support monetarily, there are tipping options in the description of the video for whatever payment service you prefer. I think I included almost all of them there. And your contribution goes directly into helping me lower my travel costs on tour and just keep doing what I'm out here doing on the road. So it is greatly appreciated and it goes a long way. Of course, what I'd really, really love is if you like this special, if you'd share it with someone else who you think would enjoy it, uh, leave a comment on the video, and just stay in touch with me through one of the methods that I mentioned before. That's about the best way you can go about supporting what I'm doing. So thank you again, and enjoy watching the dumbest song ever made while the credits roll.
this is my last little time that I'm gonna be in my 20s. So, hopefully I get on the mic and say something funny. There we go, Marshall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so, bartenders, China, what you got? For a topic? Yep, yep. BDSM, baby. BDSM, baby. So like, bondage, domination, sadism, masochism, right? Yes. Keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>